Happy Independence Day in advance, Zimbabwe. But anyway, coming back to the lineup and coming back to the normal conversations that we have on Jet Set Breakfast uh, right here on SAFM. Um, coming up is... Um, this is, this is something that is very close to my heart. Cervical cancer can be beaten, we know that, and um, the, the key is vaccinating young girls. Hashtag JSB Health. Now, in 2020, the World Health Organization introduced a plan to eliminate cervical cancer as a public health threat by 2030. The first step towards this goal is to have 90% of girls um, fully vaccinated against human uh, papilloma virus, which is HPV, by the age of 15 years. Gynecological oncologist Lynette Denny spells out how much progress still needs to be made and what hurdles need to be overcome. And um, Professor Lynette Denny, uh, she's a professor, special projects um, obstetric obstetrics and gynecology uh, at the University of Cape Town is joining us online. A very good morning and a warm welcome to the Jet Set Breakfast. Thank you very much and thanks for the invitation and good morning to your listeners. Now, how big a threat is cervical cancer in uh, sub-Saharan Africa? So cervical cancer is the second most common cancer amongst women in most of sub-Saharan Africa second to breast cancer. Um, However, in many countries, it's the most common cancer. And where it is not necessarily the biggest in numbers, the mortality from cervical cancer in sub-Saharan Africa is extremely high. And more women die from cervical cancer than they do from breast cancer, for example. So the problem with cervical cancer is that For all the the women who die from this disease, they leave behind many, many um, maternal orphans. Uh, There is a breakdown in the family uh, social structure because women are so often the breadwinners or heads of household in many sub-Saharan African countries. So as a public health problem, which is profound and has severe consequences um, for many, many in, in our communities, and, um, I mean, we, we see the numbers. I don't know whether we are well acquainted in Africa as to how we can overcome this, prob- this problem because I, why I was saying earlier, it's very close to my heart. I have lost uh, quite a number of family, you know, family members that were really close to me uh, through this particular uh, situation. And it's, it's really, really devastating, very devastating. So how do, you, how do countries compare uh, in meeting um, the WHO target? Right. So in terms of the WHO, there are three pillars, right? So pillar one is vaccination. Mm-hmm. And in sub-Saharan Africa, vaccination against HPV, we're very behind, um, very behind the high-income countries. And there are lots of reasons for that. Um, and there's a lot of complexity to it. But in South Africa, when we introduced HPV vaccination, there was tremendous support from the government, from the Department of Health, who worked very well with the Department of Education, social, um, social development. And in fact, when we initiated the program, uh, which was to, to provide free vaccination to all girls aged 9 to 12 in public schools, um, 
we had a very, very high coverage, over 85%, in fact, initially. But then, unfortunately, came COVID, which really reduced our coverage of the population, the eligible population, to around 3%. So that program is now recovering, and I believe it's gone up to around 30% of the eligible girls are now being vaccinated. So COVID had a devastating impact. So when you have relatively fragile health systems, they are not resilient to shocks such as the COVID pandemic. Um, And in fact, during the COVID pandemic, all other vaccinations were also affected and fewer and fewer children were vaccinated. However, we're now in a phase of recovery, and I think there is political will in South Africa to institute um, national HPV vaccination. But getting the, the infrastructure to implement HPV vaccination is complex and requires a lot of stakeholders and a lot of commitment from a lot of people. Mm. And I remember um, um, when it was introduced um, earlier, there was a little bit of resistance. Has that now changed? You know, I think that there, 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 are, there is resistance, although it's my understanding that the resistance to vaccination in, in South Africa and sub-Saharan Africa is less. The, the anti-vaxxer uh, group is much less powerful because I think many people recognize the value of vaccination, which, you know, for against measles, against mumps, against polio, all those other diseases and many millions of lives have been saved through vaccination. In fact, vaccination overall is probably um, responsible for some of the greatest public health wins um, in many, many societies. There is resistance, and I think there is fear, because nobody really knows what HPV is, what is human papillomavirus. There are rumors, say, that the virus is sexually transmitted, um, which it is, um, but it's really through skin-to-skin contact because um, it's, it's, it's a virus that, in fact, infects very superficially. Um, so there is fear. There is fear. There's lack of knowledge. Um, there's fear that there will be infertility as a result of vaccination, fear of stigmatization. But overall, I think the acceptability of vaccination in South Africa and other parts of Africa has been very high. Mm, yeah. um, very much higher than you find, for example, in um, countries in the north. Um, and one of the other very successful vaccination programs in sub-Saharan Africa is Rwanda. And they have a very robust program for vaccination as well as screening women to prevent cervical cancer. And they're doing very well. Yeah. And I was just looking at the stats. I mean, Australia and New Zealand, I mean, um, having covered 77 percent, that's a very, very big number. Mm. That's almost what, two thirds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, more. And the Australian, I think Australia is going to be the first country to actually eliminate HPV associated disease. Mm. Um, They've done remarkably well. So if, if we look at, um, you know, uh, the achievement goals, what are, you know, what's the SOS way of achieving the World Health Organization goal? What should we do? Well, number one, I think we have to ensure that there is political will, because remember, everything runs on 
<laughs> the petrol of healthcare is, is money. And we need our governments to believe in HPV vaccination and to support the infrastructure needed. So political will, I think, is really important. And I think the second thing is widespread education of not just the lay public, but also, um, excuse me, but also healthcare workers. So they promote HPV vaccination. Um, we need to ensure that the private sector is also vaccinating um, girls because at the moment they're excluded from the national vaccination program. So we need to create a consumer demand and a consumer understanding that this vaccine has potentially huge benefits. Once that has happened, we have to see how we can integrate vaccination into primary health care services. And we need to create what I call an adolescent health platform. And, you know, adolescents are quite neglected in healthcare all over the world because they're young and they're robust and they should be um, relatively healthy. But there's so many health issues faced by adolescents. So creating a platform to address the health needs of adolescents, I think, would be extremely helpful and it will enable sustainability um, of a national vaccine um, program. Mm. And if for more insight, if, uh, you know, someone who's listening to our conversation, if they would like more information, is there somewhere where you can go and actually get more information? I, I'll just source that for you. Um, I'm not actually sure. if There was at one point a hotline, an HPV hotline, but I'm not sure if it's still functional, but I'll look into it and I'll phone you back with that information. That'll be fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and making time for us and uh, chatting to uh, Professor uh, Special Projects uh, Obstetrics and Gynecology at the University of Cape Town and chatting about... Um, you know, getting our children vaccinated. That's uh, HPV vaccination. There is nothing really wrong with it. I think sometimes prevention is better than cure and we ought to just, you know, take that precaution. Thank you so much for joining us, Lynette. Thank you so much, Professor.